I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hi, I'm Pav. And I'm Neil. And welcome to the Top 10 of Anything podcast. Let's start the countdown! As a child, you have a dream of what you want to be, an astronaut, footballer, doctor, vet. Some kids like to grab an instrument and get in a garage with a few mates and start a band. 99.9% of those come to nothing, but sometimes they bring together the individuals that create something that will give the world music that will last generations and be part of people's lives forever. Here is our fact hunter, Neil, with top 10 facts about bands. Thank you very much, Pav. So what we're going to do, I'm going to give you facts of the biggest selling bands in the world up to date till now. So at number 10, we have the Rolling Stones with 100 million sales. Their biggest album is Sticky Fingers in 1971, and their biggest single was I Can't Get No Satisfaction in 1965. Shit, sorry. That's all right. A bit premature, sorry. <laughs> Number nine is Metallica with 105 million sales. Biggest album is Metallica from 1991, and their biggest single is Enter Sandman in 1991. And then at number eight, we have U2 with 110 million sales. Biggest album is The Joshua Tree in 1987, and their biggest single so far is Beautiful Day in 2000. And then at number seven, we have Maroon 5. Who knew? With 120 million sales, biggest album is Songs About Jane in 2002, and the biggest single is She Will Be Loved in 2004. Wow. And number six is ACDC with 125 million sales, and the biggest album is Back in Black in 1980, and the biggest single is Highway to Hell in 1979. And then at number five, we have Pink Floyd with 130 million sales. Biggest album is The Dark Side of the Moon in 1973. And their biggest single is Another Brick in the Wall at 1979. And at number four is Led Zeppelin with 140 million sales. The biggest selling album is Led Zeppelin 4 in 1971. Their biggest selling single, Whole Lot of Love in 1969. 
And then number three is Queen with 150 million sales. Biggest selling album is their greatest hits in 1981. And the biggest selling single, you guessed it, is Bohemian Rhapsody in 1975. And the Eagles come in at number two with 160 million sales. Biggest selling album is their greatest hits at 1976. And the biggest selling single, Hotel California in 1977. And as you've probably guessed, the biggest selling band in the world is The Beatles with 290 million sales. The biggest selling album is The Beatles from 1968, also known as The White Album. And the biggest selling single is She Loves You in 1963. You are. Hope you found well, that. There useful. you go. There you go. Um, so here we are. This is what I class as one of the big episodes Ooh. because it like is a very general but a very big subject. So we got like best movie, best song, best actor, best band. And we thought no one better than one of our dearest friends on the podcast is Alice Oliver from Just Films and that podcast. Hello, Alice. Hello, guys. Thank you so much for inviting me on for this. I'm so excited, but oh my goodness, was it hard to narrow it down. Isn't it <laughs> just, It was crazy. It I, I, I had my my top 10 sorted about three or four days ago. And then all of a sudden, these other bands just like crept into my head. And I thought, well, how have I not put that one in my top 10? How have I definitely not put that one in my top 10? Um, yeah, it's I, I don't know. I, Neil, did you have trouble? I did. I, I mean, like, um, I sort of, my top six or seven probably would rotate into which order, but would probably stay the same. It's the last three. I kept thinking, shit, forgot those. So I went to iTunes and looked at my most played for the last three and thought, let's go with those because uh, now I can make a decisive choice then. <laughs> That's a right. good method. Yeah, definitely. That's the proof, right? If it's mm. still stuff that you're still listening to now over and over again, then yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, now I, I will admit, and I think I've admitted before when we did the 90s albums, that my music taste is not trendy at all. <laughs> Even with old bands, I don't feel it's trendy. I think there's certain bands that I'm assuming are going to be in both of your top tens that you know should be in everybody's top ten, and it's not in mine. Um, so it's going to be interesting. It's going to be interesting. So Alice, kick us off with your number 10 favourite band. Okay, number 10. Now, obviously, this whole thing was so hard because obviously music, very emotional. Yeah. You know, a lot of it depends on where you're at in life and, you know, what you're going through and how the music speaks to you and all this. But I did the best I could. But these 10 are not, except for my number one, they're not absolutely solid. And it is quite a fluid thing. But at number 10, I've gone for Incubus. Okay. I don't really know their stuff. I know all the things. No, they don't. I, I often get that that sort of reaction most people I speak to don't like don't really know much about them at all don't listen to them. but for me they were one like I had two really close mates when I was in high school called Ben and Chris and they introduced me to them and I just couldn't get enough and I was just like oh my god like this just really speaks to 14 15 year old me I was totally in love with the lead singer and all that we went to go and see him in Manchester and stuff uh, yeah just really really uh it's what if they describe themselves as like rock alternative indie, but it's a, it's a little bit heavier at times as well. Mm. Really strong guitars. Just, oh yeah, I love them. Just to let they, you know, oh. that's my number three. Just to let you know. <laughs> no, it's not. Alex, oh, it's, oh, damn it. I was going to say, was probably like, oh, not even amazing. heard of it. <laughs> Would you, no. if you were asked to describe 
who you know somebody they were similar to like you can with a lot of bands who would you say ah yeah interesting um if i think about the way so maybe maybe more recently maybe like a heavier blossoms do you have you heard much from blossoms yeah yeah. so i'm just thinking about the way they play their guitars or the sound that their guitars make and i can hear a little bit of that in incubus but incubus is a bit heavier right but i'm yeah i'm not 100 sure that's an interesting one because it is it is heavy but it is very melodic as well like brandon Mm. boyd the lead singer has, has a beautiful voice and they have got some of these more sort of stripped back um like mellow songs that are almost like love songs pretty much yeah um but yeah, maybe, maybe, yeah, I'd have to think about that. Who could you compare him to? Very good question. Yeah. I'll have to check him out yeah. now. Obviously not Steps yes, then. You think you can't? Not Steps. No. Probably no. not Steps. Not ABBA. Maybe not. Like no. I was really surprised, actually, Neil, that ABBA didn't make it into your top 10 at the beginning. I, I was thought, very surprised about that were, as well. Yeah. yeah. No, I, I got that from the official thing. Online. I would say that's fake news, Neil. Anyway. <laughs> uh, Neil. Well, if you think about a lot of these bands when I did the top 10s uh, earlier on, a lot of the bands as you know some of them are still releasing stuff so that's probably why yeah, that's true and still touring in the case of some of them as well indeed, yeah indeed gone there neil you're number 10 is you too um right. i sort of well, that is I, my I, number five that's my number five let me put that. i'm gonna say i'm more inclined to listen to earlier you two up till about 2000 than the newer stuff in fact i haven't bought the last couple of albums um i think the itunes you know fiasco threw me off them a bit like it yeah. did everybody but their older stuff i mean it was pretty solid track by track on each album each track was a to me was a standout song and i don't think they did a duff song right through the 80s into the 90s and even in the 90s i think some of this stuff is wonderful so i tend to listen to um i listen to pop quite a lot which everybody says is unusual because mm. that, that wasn't critically one of theirs but yeah i really enjoy you too you know, a lot of people seem to diss them now, don't they? Yeah, but I think they're one of those bands that they've been around so long mm. that, you know, they're easy to diss. I mean, I'm the same. I think they had a, an amazing run yeah, mid-80s through to sort of mid-90s. Mm. Um, I'm the same. I, 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 t- I sort of turned off from them when they magically gave me their album yeah. in iTunes. And I'd sort of like, I, I'll listen to it if I want to listen to it. Mm. and then I sort of like I haven't listened to anything but they're they're not I mean they're a great singles band but they're a great albums band and, and live band and as well. live band and as I said in our 90s albums uh one by uh, on the acting baby album is is in my top five of greatest songs mm. ever it's just a, a fantastic song so yeah that's that's my number five um right my number 10 uh is aqua they had a hit with uh Barbie girl which was... you've been serious <laughs> no i'm not oh, and i was gonna say dr jones as well and that's like, it, isn't it but you know uh... you know this is the thing though any you know each to their own i was There's willing no to accept answers. it i was like yes pav that's a bit left field i wasn't expecting that this is exciting let's dive down that rabbit hole <laughs> yeah, yeah. But no, he I was really... joking again <laughs> thinking about it now i should have gone for something like spice girls that had a bit more gravitas to it that would have been a bit more believable uh no my number 10 actually is fleetwood mac Oh, that's um, my number six. There we go. That's your number <laughs> six, right? Um, but this is specifically sort of Lindsay Buckingham, Fleetwood Mac. Um, I don't mm. think there's many people in the music business that is as talented 
as Lindsay Buckingham, just as a person on his own, whether it's mm. playing live, writing songs. Um, and again, they had a, a really good 80s sort of, well, 80s. Well, 70s into the 80s. 70s into the 80s, yeah. Mm. Um, I mean, well, I will say I've never listened to, is it Rumours? Which is like their their famous album. You've never heard the Rumours? Most, like I the probably, most famous one, yeah, yeah. yeah. I've prob- probably heard the singles from it but it was yeah. Tang- tango in the night was the album that got me yeah in the into 80s, listening to them and then you start going back and obviously it doesn't hurt that lindsey buckingham sang the song from national lampoon's vacation <laughs> um you know and i can remember him saying i can't hear shit on uh the big big break no the big big late show or whatever it was that uh, noel edmonds did on a saturday mm. night they were doing some live link and they were, he was trying to, Noel Edmonds was trying to talk to him. And all you heard was Lindsay Buckingham going, well, I can't hear shit. And then I thought, Oh my God, he said shit. On the <laughs> <laughs> Which sort of yeah. um, made me love him even more. Uh, but but yeah. they were, they were a band that I grew up with because they're my, like I said, my number six. Um, I can remember listening to them as one of the first albums would have been rumors delving into my parents record collection. And, Tusk, I absolutely love, but they're also a band that I finally got to see them in 2015 when they all reunited. So it was the full lineup again. And I have to say, it's one of the best live gigs I ever went to. It was phenomenal. Even though um, Christine uh, looked a lot like, um, what's her name from Question of Sport <laughs> on the tour? Bill um, no, <laughs> no. Um, <laughs> Eamon Hughes. Um, I was oh, on that well, tour as well, Neil. I went yeah. to see him when they when they oh, come to Manchester. Oh, That's the one. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say Sally Gunnell, and I was like, no. "It's not Sally Gunnell who does it." Who yeah, she it? really looked like Sue Barker. I mean, it could have been sat on that piano. But we'll never know. But yeah, but if you ever get a chance, I believe Lindsay Buckingham's rejoined the band again. Oh, wonderful! And they're doing another tour with mm. a lot of them. So I would highly recommend going to see him, especially when Lindsay Buckingham does his big love song. Yeah, live. That, that it live is, is breathtaking. Amazing. Yeah, yeah. And he's got we an amazing guitar some... style. Sorry, I was just saying, an amazing guitar style. We went Quite to see because there's a tribute band called Rumors of Fleetwood Mac. So mm. me and my dad went to go and see them a couple of times. Obviously, you no, know, oh, we can't go and see the real thing, so we'll just go and see them. And then obviously they got back together for that tour, and immediately we got tickets, and we all went as a family. They're like one of these bands that have just been in our household. Like mm. they're not on my list. They just got pipped to the post, but they're in my special mentions at the end. Right. Um, but like the fact, like we all love them, like my parents, my brother, my sister. And I feel like they do, they have such a broad kind of allure to so many people, but they're not like, it's not samey. It's not boring. And it doesn't always feel super mainstream, but I feel like so many people connect with it. Mm. And if you were going to name one band that you think you could probably hear on any radio station or that anyone of any age would like, I feel like it would be Fleetwood Mac. Mm. Yeah. Because they really went viral recently with that skateboarding dude, didn't they? Drinking his cranberry juice going down the street. Oh, yeah. Mick Fleetwood even recreated it himself, whatever it's on TikTok or Instagram or whatever. (laughs) But if you ever see it, it's really funny. Obviously, the guy's a stoner going down the road drinking his cranberry. I can't remember what song he had playing. I think it was Everywhere. Yeah, yeah. I think it could well have been. And then Mick Fleetwood recreated it himself because he'd seen it. It really did go viral. And it was Mm. quite funny. I haven't seen that. And then also in the 90s, you know, I mean, fuck you, Reynolds girls, with I'd rather Jack than Fleetwood Mac. You don't know nothing what you're talking about. And where are the Reynolds girls now, eh? Where are they? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, Alice, you're number nine. 
My number nine is my well-spoiled stereophonics. Oh. These are ones I get. So, like, for most of my childhood, it was whatever my parents were listening to, and then kind of Spice Girls, Britney Spears. And then when I became a teenager, started hanging around with, like, new friends at high school and stuff, we were, like, proper, like, goths, I'll say, and, you know, air mm. quotes and that, all wearing all black, beanie hats, eyeliner down to here sort of thing. And stereophonics were, like, a huge part of my, I suppose, musical awakening. And I just mm. remember listening to Just Enough Education to perform, like, over and over and over on my Walkman. And so, like, if we were ever going on a long drive, you know, you've got the disc Walkman, put your headphones on and just be like, oh, this is the most amazing thing ever. Mr. Writer is like, I don't know if it is my favorite song of all time, but it's definitely one of my favorite songs of all time. Um, seeing them a few times live, always brilliant. I saw Kelly Jones do, a, he was doing a solo tour. Um, and we went to go and see him in North Wales. And it was, it was like an evening with. So mm. like he'd sing, he'd sing a song, or like just him on the acoustic guitar and then tell us a story and then do another song and then tell us a story. And it was just amazing. It was one of the best experiences of my life. So yeah, stereophonics. How, how are they in any of your lists? How They're are you not in my list. No. Not, I, I, I was going to say, it's funny you say that because I did a, I, I did a gig on Saturday and somebody asked for Dakota. Mm-hmm. I hadn't done that song for ages and it was it was crazy because it's the nearest I've ever had to being at a proper gig. Everybody went absolutely mental yeah. for that song, <laughs> and I hadn't even thought of that song for years. Yeah. And I and as I was singing it, I thought actually this is a cracking tune. It's just a great song, really simple, but stuff that people can sing out and belt out and jump up and down. And I and it. It's funny you obviously stereophonics in. I always thought they were one of those ones that were very unfairly lumped into sort of like the the Brit pop mm. kind of like groups, and I didn't think they really deserved to be in. More rocky, aren't they? Yeah. I mean, I've only got two of their albums on, you know, physical copies, and that's performance and cocktails, and obviously just enough education. Um, but yeah, I, I enjoyed them. I sort of forgotten them. <laughs> really yeah. yeah you know what they're I mean? still around kelly jones yeah. was on the radio earlier they're still doing stuff with like actually yeah. they're tour they're coming to liverpool in uh may i think we're gonna we've yeah. got tickets to go and see them again like i see they're touring they're one i'm just like there yeah, just drop the money don't even need to check my bank account we're going yeah, yeah. like no matter yeah. what sort of thing but they're um they also i mean they've got a huge live following haven't they because yeah. i mean they play some massive venues now don't they mm. yeah yeah nice okay then neil you're number nine the who <laughs> the who? Yeah. The um yeah, not the Mongolian band, the um the uh, good old Roger Daltrey and the best of them. Um again, introduced family albums. Um we had Quadrophenia, we had Tommy, we had um I can't remember some of the other ones that they had, and I just delved in. Now I tend to now not listen to the albums but just the tracks, but I find them mesmerizing. I think Roger Daltrey's got an outstanding voice. And the more I get, the older I get, the more I appreciate it and appreciate the songs. They, they really are rock operas, aren't they? Yeah, that's one of the bands that I've never been able to get into. I mean, I'm not a fan of their early yeah. stuff. This, you know, the very, you know, the mod stuff from the early, early days. I preferred it when they sort of got into the late 60s, into the 70s. And I think Quadrophenia is near, near damn perfect, an album. Have you seen okay. Tommy? Have you seen the film? 
Oh, many times, yeah. Yeah, it's I love it. Up beyond belief. But it's I great. love it though. Yeah. I really like it. It really speaks to me. For yeah, some good old Ken Russell. He knows how to yeah. throw a film, doesn't he? Exactly. But yeah, Tina Turner in the film, Elton John, and I always think, um, what's his name, the drummer, uh, uh, Keith Moon, steals the show in the movie, playing the old uncle. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You ever seen the movie, Pat? No, no. No, Watch maybe it. that might that might switch me on to the Who. I might don't know. Do. I mean, I like a couple. I put of you off songs. though, as well. Yeah. Yeah. It, might, it might do. Uh, but you've right. seen Quadrophenia, surely? Oh, I've seen. Oh yeah, of course I've seen Quadrophenia because Leslie Ash gets shagged in an alleyway. Of course yeah, I've watched Quadrophenia. Go. <laughs> <laughs> that was one of those movies when you were like a teenager that you thought, oh my god, you know. I mean, everybody. I wasn't again. I wasn't a cool kid at school, but all of the rest of my mates were. They all had their parker jackets and you know they they all look, were mods and knew the jam and knew all the 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 words to quadrophenia and i can remember watching it and, and i can remember toya wilcox was in it wasn't she yeah like a young toya was in it and then you look at it now and it's so many like british actors that you recognize ray winston and yeah a lot of people from the bill are in a it. lot of people from the bill <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> Yeah, but yeah, it's sort of like a rite of passage. You know, have you watched Quadrophenia yet? Yeah, I've watched it. They yeah. say they say Toggy in it. <laughs> <laughs> I still think it's a great movie now. Oh, it is a good movie. I, yeah. it, it was on one Saturday night, like when I came home from a gig and it was on, and I thought, oh, I'll just watch it. And I ended up watching like the whole, mm. all the way, Sting, obviously. Yeah. In it as well. Uh, right. My number nine is the band that the Beatles could have been, and that's Wings. <laughs> um i and it's mainly because as a as a so what would have been 1977 is a massive year for me and that was when it was mull of kintyre but when you look at some of the songs that wings had mm. and some of the album band on the run you know well i'm not going to list all the songs because it's pointless but there's some amazing songs on there and it just shows you what kind of a songwriter paul mccartney was um always surrounded himself with amazing like musicians and Linda and um, (laughs) um, and I think you know those songs stand just as much the test of time as like you know classic Beatles songs Um, so yeah it's quite a simple one for me to have wings they they were one of those ones that were like in and out a little bit Um, but I just think for what it means to me and and as much as Moloch Entire is a song that's very much thought of as like just a boring song as simple as it is it's like pure mccartney it's mm. just a, a simple song but it just sticks in your head and you never forget it so when i decided that i was gonna at, at school gonna learn the guitar it didn't last very long but that was the only song i learned was it <laughs> Mother <laughs> Kintyre, yeah. was it well, although an amazing grace there you right. go very that, similar chords that christmas that, the christmas of 77 my nan bought me a guitar and because i was left-handed she thought I was going to be the, the next Paul McCartney. <laughs> so she told me I had to learn Mull of Kintyre. And I can remember standing out in the hallway and I hadn't learned it. I couldn't remember what it was because the strings were too hard on my chubby little fingers. I couldn't yeah. press them down. But she went, right, now go in there and go and play it. Go and play it in front of the whole family. And I like, shit myself. <laughs> and I was eight. So I was like eight years oh. old. Traumatized. Oh my to God. build them calluses, Pav, those practice, practice. Absolutely. <laughs> there was that, and always the threat that she was going to buy me a Shawadi Wadi suit. <laughs> yeah, like a teddy boy suit, which always like frightened the shit out of me. It really did. <laughs> anyway, Alice, you're number eight. 
My number eight is a band that I'm pretty sure neither of you will have heard of and probably anyone listening hasn't heard of. But if you have, please get in touch because I would love to know. It's a band called Vast. So they are an alternative rock band from Seattle who kind of straddle industrial and experimental as well. So these guys, do you know the show Angel? The spin-off mm, yeah. from Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was obsessed when I was a kid. Buffy and Angel loved them both. And there was this, I hear this song on an episode of Angel and I was like, what the hell is that song? This is amazing. I have to know what this is. This was just as the internet was getting into people's homes. Like we just got a PC sort of thing, like early, really early 2000s. So I remember, and I used to do this a lot, but I, I spent days trying to find out what this song was i was like right i need to listen like rewinding the videotape i was like i need to listen what are the words what are the words can i figure out what the words are and it took me ages and ages and ages but i finally found this song song called touched by this band vast and that was it then i just dove straight down this hole and i was like this is amazing and then they played a few more of their songs on angel and i was like so this is interesting so like did they like got something to do with the show or whatever but i never really found out much more about that um but yeah, they're brilliant. They're just really quite a, quite odd. Like it, I don't. You wouldn't recommend it for everyone. Like I feel like you know they're not digestible at all. Um, it's just like a really weird mix of like this kind of industrial and then sometimes this like choral sort of haunting element to it as well. Um, but yeah, they I had to put them in because it was one of these as well. Like I feel like the lesser known they are, the more I want to shout about them because mm. it's just like, Oh, these guys never really took off. But I did get to see them actually in a pub down some alley in Manchester, uh, like uh, many, many years ago. Um, but yeah, so vast, which stands for visual audio sensory theater. If anyone wants to look them up, oh, right. nice. are they still going now? I don't think so. I don't right. think so. No, I don't think the, their last album, I think they released something in around 2007, 2008. And then they just haven't released anything since, as far as mm. I know. Oh. Mm, another one I'll have to have a look at. Okay. Right, I have Neil, to re-watch number... Angel. Oh, yeah, <laughs> Don't watch yeah. Angel. I mean, if you love Angel, you'll love these guys, I promise. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, Neil, you're number eight. R.E.M. Um, and again, it sort of goes up to about 2000. I know they released a couple of albums after, but obviously the 90s albums... Uh, are great, fantastic. I saw them at Glastonbury in 99 and was one of the highlights of my year then and still is one of my highlights of live music. Not sure I'd want to go to Glastonbury now, but um, yeah, what's not to love? All the hits, all the the sad to the energetic songs are all catchy and amazing earworm songs as well, aren't they? Mm. But yeah. Night. Night Swimming uh, was the song I walked down the aisle to when I oh, got married. Really? I love it so much. I That's love them. R.E.M. Again, they were another one who nearly made it, but not quite. Oh, but my. they're in my special mentions as well. Mm. Yeah, love them. And yeah. again, just an amazing live band. Uh, like I said, I only saw them once, but yeah, that was, it will always stay with me. Yeah. A band that I think I sadly missed. Absolutely. Yeah, they, they were very close. They were in my top 10. Mm. And when, then when I had the two that I forgot to put in, it knocked... It knocked them out, but um, yeah, I mean, they had an amazing run of God, like um, from like the late late sort of eighties into the nineties for, for mm. albums. Just some great work. We're not. I'm not yeah. allowed to say to you, Neil. We're not allowed to say the I word this week. 
I, I don't think right. I've said it yet. No, no one said it yet, but we're not Good. allowed to say it. That's oh. it'll, it'll flag a buzz. All right, let's it's, just say. Um, I will say it. I do I will. need to know? <laughs> no, no, no. It's just a game. It? I just went through oh. one of the podcasts saying this word a, a bit too much. Yeah, and I've caught, oh. I've caught the bug now of saying that oh, word. Yeah. So now we're not allowed to say that word at all. We've all got those words. I tell We've you, all got like those I, words. I, so I say sort of all the time like i've been editing um mm. our last few episodes recently sort of everything you know it's like sort of when this yeah. character does this and then sort of and it's like ah pick yeah. a different word absolutely <laughs> is the other one and it when someone says something absolutely. you go absolutely <laughs> yeah that you were pulled up on that years ago weren't you Pat? my wife after like yeah. three episodes she said will you stop saying absolutely it's getting on my nerves i thought right okay <laughs> oh hang on yeah oh the dogs are calling. That's fine. Wait a sec. Just <laughs> let me check. What's up? All right. The dogs of war. So, right. Okay. So my number eight um, goes back to the eighties, and it was a band that their their light shone very brightly for a certain amount of time, and then disappeared. It's Frankie goes to Hollywood. Mm. I was a massive Frankie goes. I had the T-shirt. I bought all their singles. Not just on single, but on cassette as well. Wow, that's um, loyalty. Absolutely. <laughs> and I loved all their mixes. Um, and I've just got back into listening to like their albums again, like Welcome to the Pleasure. Well, it's only two albums, Welcome to the Pleasure Dome in Liverpool. Um they were so good, but they were they were like so hyped up, you know, from their own hype. Mm. Uh, but some amazing and again, the power of love is one of the greatest love songs ever, ever written. Mm. Um, and when you listen to, funnily enough, I was listening to my brother's podcast when he was talking to one of the guys that produced Frankie Goes Hollywood, and they were, by the sounds of it, nightmares to work for, especially Holly Johnson, absolute mm-hmm. nightmare. But um, they managed to come out with some. Oh, I nearly said the I word. Then they mm. come out with some fantastic songs. Um, kind of like, you, yeah, you kind of like get that <laughs> feeling that if they'd have probably done ten albums they would be doing butlins now do you know what i mean right. they, they, they yeah. wouldn't be the 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 sort of what i have in my mind of what they are you know i, th- I think they they would quite happily just be there in a flash you know three number ones on the trot never done before since the beatles and thank you very much and then because uh, i think um welcome to the pleasure domes an amazing album that's uh, the only one I'm aware of. As you say the other album's Liverpool. Yeah, it's got things like Rage Hard and Watching the Wildlife. Okay. Uh, they got a couple of really good singles. The other ones, it's a, there's a lot of filler songs in that album. Right. You know, they could do a couple of. Um, well, mind you, they did a couple of. I think they did well. Born to Run on the first album, um, but they do a couple of uh, um, covers on the on the second album. But yeah, I'd still say listen to it. It's it's worth listening to. Uh, Alice, your number seven. My number seven is one I think I get a lot of flack for, but I had to put them in because I absolutely love them. It's Blink 182. Oh, okay. Yeah. I love the boys. I love Tom DeLong. I love Mark. I love Travis. I love all their albums, even the new stuff without Tom. We went, I see him, I see him at Leeds with Tom. Um, God, when did I go to Leeds? Like 20, 2010, maybe 2011, something like that. And then I saw them with Mark and it's the guy, the guy who took over from Tom, not the guy from Audio Slave. What's the other band that begins with an A? Oh no, I can't Abba. remember it. No, no. <laughs> that's it. it was Benny, Benny joins. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
no, can't think, can't think. Um, Alter Bridge. It'll, it'll come to me, I reckon, when we're at about number three. I reckon okay. it'll give enough time to digest in my brain. But yeah, Love Blink 182. Um, feeling This, for me, is one of my favourite songs of all time. Uh, Take Off Your Pants and Jacket, I think, is a brilliant album. Uh, the Untitled album or the Blink 182 album as well, absolutely love. For me, they're just really feel-good. I mean, if mm. they're not being feel-good, they're being heartbreaking, like mm. with Stay Together for the Kids and stuff and Down and stuff. I love them. And yeah. I know it's not super cool to love them. They've kind of become... <laughs> They've, they've become a bit, you know what happened to Nickelback? Yeah. And everyone yeah. Oh, everyone hates Nickelback and it's cool to hate Nickelback or whatever. Yeah. I feel like this is happening to Blink-182. And like, I, I spend a lot of time on Reddit and you'll see people saying like, oh, who even likes Blink-182 anymore? And I'm like, I do. Yeah. Well, isn't, isn't one of them, um, I don't know whether he's in remission yet, but obviously I dreadful yeah. cancer, didn't he? Mark, yeah. In remission, I think. He's, I think, do, yeah. he's doing well. Yeah. He's doing yeah. well at the moment. Yeah. Yeah, I'm 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 one of those people that only knows the hits of Blink One yeah. You know, I don't know. And they are catchy, aren't they? Oh, they are catchy. Yeah, they are catchy. And another, great another, videos. Another tune. Brilliant to do videos. It again. It's fun, isn't it? It's fun. Mm. No, you can tell in all their videos, or sorry, all the like more upbeat songs, they ain't taking themselves too seriously. And I know Tom DeLonge's voice is quite difficult to digest for some people. Like it, ha- he has got a bit of a whiny drawl. But and you either like that or you don't. And mm. I, I, I just happen to like it. But again, 13, 14 year old me, you know, just coming of age, starting to discover this sort of music. You know, like, oh, my God, Stone along. He's amazing. That sort yeah. of thing. And then and there's nothing better than singing all the small things. And because everybody shapes the work sucks bit, they, they yeah. just love that, that line. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, yeah that's yeah. a great song. Right, and Neil, you're number seven. Nirvana. Hey. <clears throat> um, very much uh, was my era, the 90s. And um, they came in with a bang and I've loved them and still love them. I mean, I must say the MTV Unplugged is probably my most played album. I think it's absolutely beautiful, Mm -hmm. that album. Mm -hmm. Um, Kurt's never sound better, but yeah, short lived, but still hanging on in there on my playlist, a regular thing. Um, In Utro, I think it's probably over succeeded. um, Nevermind for me is the better album at the moment, but it'll change. Which is your favorite song? Which is your favorite song? Oh, that's, that's a sofa. Yeah, that's a sofa's mm-hmm. choice, isn't it? Um, I really don't know. I couldn't oh, answer that. Um, I yeah, it'll change every day. Um, I don't know. No, I don't. <laughs> I love. I love. You know, you're right, and I don't yeah. even know if that was on. If that was properly on any of their albums, because that was just kind of like towards the end there, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. I, I think before. it's on the um. Um, the, you know the remastered in Utro. I think is it's it, on yeah. that one. I think it is, but yeah, obviously, just great, just great. Um, and their version of Man Who Sold the World, I think, is the yeah. best cover of that. Get out of the way, Lulu, because yours is awful compared to that one. Let's yeah. <laughs> see, Lulu. Yeah, <laughs> me. Okay. Well, I mean, everyone, anyone that listened to my the nineties albums knows that I don't really have anything. I don't know anything about Nirvana. Uh, I, yeah, it's just another one of those bands that sort of passed me by. I think I oh, just, wow. yeah, I'm not sure why, but a lot of those because you're of, not cool enough, Pav. I'm clearly, not, I know that. <laughs> I know I'm not cool enough. You'll know from my next few entries in the top ten that I'm not that cool. But you'll um, also see that I got sucked up in that whole thing. I mean, the one band that isn't on there that I undenied is the Red Hot Chili Peppers, all from the same era right. yeah, when yeah. they hit. And Soundgarden being another one, I haven't mm. got them on there. But yeah, you're you're 
it's a it's a theme for me. <laughs> yeah. Okay. My number seven was one that I couldn't believe I hadn't put in, so I had to jiggle everything around. Um, one of the greatest single bands of the eighties, Madness. Okay. Um, oh, fun. Yeah. The if you look at their single, just their singles, the quality going through the eighties, and also obviously the videos that went with them. I don't think there was another band that could top them in regards to quality of singles for a specific period, probably 81 through to 85, 86. Mm. Um, just some amazing songs. And as catchy as anything, um, as albums go, I, I don't know because I don't really, I mean, I've. it was mainly singles for me. I used to, mm. I used to, kids, back when you had videos, I used to like, tape videos whenever a video would come on like on top of the pops i would just tape a specific video and like the first five songs i think were things like our house wings of a dove um uh, oh, you know baggy trousers there were just so many great songs but great videos that go with them so i could not believe when i did my first top 10 that madness weren't even in the top 10 but did they um did they have a lot of number ones uh no they didn't no no i don't think they must have had they must a have number had one. A, a i'm number sure one. baggy trousers was i think baggy one. trousers was house of fun yeah oh yeah that was um who thought about writing a song about buying condoms exactly <laughs> exactly but just you know and very that their their videos very much influenced by monty python mm. you can tell just but but yeah i mean even now i'm still thinking to myself how did you not put them and they were higher in my top 10 but I, I thought of another one that should have been in there before <laughs> that. So never changing list. Yeah, I know, yeah, yeah. indeed. Uh, Alice, you're number six. Number six. We're going heavy. It's Slipknot. I love okay. Slipknot. Right. It awakens something animalistic in me, something dark, something dirty. Uh, seen them a few times live, mostly at download, uh, but saw them. They were like one of the bands that I saw just before COVID hit, just before we all went into lockdown. They mm. were touring in the January. We went to go see him in Manchester. And I was just like, fucking hell, so glad. So glad I got a gig out of the way before this happened. Mm. Um, but yeah, Duality for me is one of the greatest songs of all time. They are just incredible performers. I've read Corey Taylor's book or one of his books like a few times. I just really, really like him as a person. He's got a really interesting story. Um, yeah. And they just, it, it's so, it's so full of angst and anger and it just resonates with you when you are a teenager and you're feeling so pissed off at the world and you don't know why just really, yeah, really did it for me. But it's one of these as well that when I did like him, I was like, oh, this is probably a phase, you know, like how being a goth is a phase or whatever. Like I don't dress in black every day. I mean, I am today, but <laughs> not every day. Um, but it, it isn't like I listen to him now and I still think they absolutely rock. Love yeah. them. He's yeah. got such a great voice. He did, his cover Beautiful. of uh, Wild, um, uh, not Wild at Heart. What's it? The Chris Isaac song, Wicked Game, that mm. Corey does is absolutely beautiful. Yeah, he does an amazing version of that. Mm. And of course, you must love love um, Machine Gun Kelly now. <laughs> Why? What's he done now? Oh, he slagged off Slipknot. Something chronic. Yeah, he really has gone. Where is he? Where is he? What the hell? What's you he need saying? To watch, oh, all sorts that they're irrelevant and that sort of thing. But people have now purposely been to where, like, festivals where Machine Gun Kelly have it, it's been performing in America and literally booing his whole set. 
Because is you watch the videos, it's amazing. All don't come chant- to Slipknot, mate. Fucking hell. There's a <laughs> lesson they, to learn there. <laughs> they are chanting. There's one, he had to stop playing because they were chanting Slipknot so loud. He got such a tizzy, he stopped wow. playing. You need to watch it. It's funny. Oh, my God, it sounds amazing. That had completely passed me by. That's completely uh, yeah, not a, on my radar at all. But they, I mean, I've been to download quite a few times, but they're always the ones I seem to have missed. Really, in, intentionally, or just no, no, they're no, on at the same time no. as someone else? Well, no, it's the years that I've gone, they haven't performed, and the years I couldn't oh, go, they I were see. on. So yeah, I can't, yeah. 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 At one yeah. of them, uh, Corey, sorry, Pav, I just, That's right. I'm gushing now. Don't um, worry. Corey was doing, Corey did a solo set. So Slipknot did their set like the night before, and then the next day, Corey was doing a solo set in one of the smaller tents. And he played um, You Shook Me All Night Long by ACDC, which is my mm. favorite ACDC song. And it was just one of those moments where you're just like, oh, I'm in heaven. This is the best thing ever. But yeah, I think he's brilliant. Yeah, yeah I that's that's another one. All of that. I just don't I don't get it. <laughs> yeah, I played I on our radio station, Alice. I played Corn as one oh, of my songs. Oh, oh damn, Corn on in my list. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> and Pav never got over it. It was funny. I, which I song? Up, which one? Do you remember? I can't remember which one I picked now. I really can't. <laughs> I ended up doing. I think the following week, I I find like a a some backing track, and I sang. Mary had a little lamb or something on the Flintstones. It was oh, that's it, but yeah. in in the style of like corn because <laughs> I I just I couldn't understand it. I just couldn't understand <laughs> the, the whole the whole thing of it. Plus, they frightened me. Slipknot with them. Yeah, they are very scary. Yeah. <laughs> Were you never an angry teenager, Pav? Maybe it oh, I'm, I've been angry you. all my life, but it hasn't. <laughs> it hasn't. Maybe now's what... the time. Now's yeah. the time Maybe. to get into Slipknot. No, I might, go, <laughs> I might just go postal if I do that. I might, might do the, the final straw that breaks the camel's back. I don't know. Uh, right. So Neil, you said Fleetwood Mac. You're number six. Yep. Uh, my number six is Oasis. Now. I've been listening to a couple of music uh, podcasts over the last couple of weeks that are really snotty about Oasis. And I don't know whether it's just the length of time or whatever, or the fact that Noel and Liam can both be knobs because they, mm. they can be knobs. Um, but when they were at their, their height, again, I, I collected every CD single because when it was definitely maybe and, and um, uh, what's the story and be here now, getting a CD single of Oasis was almost like getting another mini album because Mm. they'd have five tracks on there and every track would be fantastic. Uh, Yeah. The master plan is again in my top five of songs ever. And that was just a B side, Mm. you know, let's all make believe is another one that was just an amazing song, but it was a B side. Mm. Um, And I went to Nebworth. I was one of the people that went to Nebworth and I was caught up in the whole Blur versus Oasis thing and I came down very heavily on the side of Oasis um, thought they were amazing you look back now and you think yeah actually they would they were a bunch of dicks but the music some of it was very simplistic some of it was very obviously heavily borrowed on the Beatles using riffs from T-Rex using riffs from Gary Glitter mm. all of that kind of stuff um, but they also did some of the greatest I think some of the greatest songs of the 90s um, yeah so you obviously didn't like Blur in the 90s then? No, I didn't you... mind Blur. No, I didn't. Oh, right. Okay. It wasn't you that had I, to pick I, a side, though, yeah, I suppose, didn't you? you still yeah. had to pick a side. But the, again, they had some amazing songs. Mm. Um, but if it was a choice, if you had to say which one were you going to be, which you had to do at that time, it was mm. like, it was the thing. It was, uh, I was Oasis. And again, their first three albums, 
I mean, a lot of people again say "Be Here Now" isn't a great album. I love that album. It's mm. so it's so over the top in regards to the production of it. But Liam never sounded better other on that album. And that is there are some amazing songs on that album too. So I think going back to what you're saying though about sort of you can hear where their influences come from and that they've been very open about that. I feel oh, yeah. like they're very yeah. vocal about the bands that they loved and the want people that they wanted to sound like and kind of where they got their inspiration from. And I think it is just that it's just influence and then kind of repurposing what they heard and putting it in their own style. Like the Mank Beatles, right? Yeah. Um, I saw them live in, there was like a one day festival in Cardiff called Dazed and Confused. This was ages ago. And they were headlining and they were supported by Foo Fighters, Cor- the Coral, the Subways and Razorlight. It, wow. was a, it was a hell of a day, a really good lineup. But yeah, they, so so yeah, Foo Fighters were supporting Oasis or they came <laughs> on before them or whatever. But yeah, they were brilliant. And it was one of those where like I'd completely forgotten about the song Champagne Supernova. And they started playing it. And I was just like, oh my God, this is beautiful. Mm-hmm. I love yeah. that song. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds. And they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, not in your top ten, then Neil. No, um, again, it, it sort of floated around, but um, yeah, I only really liked the first three albums, and then I sort of dwindled away very quickly from them. Yeah, and picked up on Blur and went back and well, once really once, got into them. Once Noel sort of relinquished the songwriting to other members of the band, mm. which was the fourth album, "Standing on the Shoulder of Giants." That's it. Where, there's some great songs. Little mm. by little um, is on there. I can't remember the name of the other one. Um, but that they were both Noel songs, mm. and he started letting Liam write songs. And there was one there that was just like 
two chord guitar song and then other people and then i was the same i sort of like drifted away mm. because it just wasn't the same and then as soon as noel released his first solo album i thought that's the oasis album that i've been waiting for it was amazing yeah um and then liam's done a few you know his last album was really really good um, he's done some good songs done some good songs as well uh I right then, prefer, Alice, i do prefer noel's solo stuff to liam's solo stuff yes yeah. Sure, it's not a competition. No, but I do oh, think it Noel is, is the sure better. It is. <laughs> yeah, sure, it absolutely. Is. Well, Liam's think... winning at the moment. It seems to go. It's like a pendulum, isn't it? One way to the other. Yeah. Noel will be back. He <laughs> won't disappear, will he? And well, I'm he sure had... they will reform. Yeah, he had his um, like anthology of the last ten years album, mate, and the, and the mm. single, a couple of singles that came from that were really good, classic, mm. like good Noel Noel Gallagher songs. So you know, yeah, and. All they need to do is put the right amount of money up and they'll be and they'll be back. Of course they will. Uh, Alice, you're number five. Number five, halfway through, is another band that you maybe haven't heard of. They're quite new on the scene. It's a band called Sports Team. Ah, no. Sports Team. Yes, Pav, and you <laughs> no. have? No, okay, no. As soon as you said they're a new kind of band, yeah. I was never going to know. So these these guys are probably the newest band. I mean, they're definitely the newest band on the list, but they're the like I I haven't I, I haven't like really fallen in love with loads of new bands. And then these guys just like I heard one of their songs. It was really weird. So Radio One played like one of their songs one time, and then never played them ever again. And I just kind of forgot about it. And then my husband comes to me. He's like, "Oh, have you heard this?" And I was like, "Oh," and I was like, "Oh my god." That's that song I heard on Radio One that one time months ago. Um, and it was them. It was this song called M5 by Sports Team, which is all about driving on the M5. Um, but I really, really love them. They've got really big energy. If I was going to describe them, they, they sort of, if you Google them or whatever, that comes up as alt rock or indie rock. But for me, and I have just kind of made up this term a little bit, I think, or if I haven't, do correct me. But it's kind of like postmodern punk, sort of. So it's a lot of shouting. They're quite anti-establishment, even though I'm pretty sure they're all Cambridge graduates. Mm. Um, but yeah, really high energy, big shouting, just like about the, you know, songs about like going to the races in Liverpool or driving on the M5, stuff like that. Really like Britishy stuff. Mm. Um, but yeah, we went to go see those live as well about a month ago, and yeah, the energy is just amazing. Yeah, sports team. Well, I'll have a look at those. Okay. Never heard of them. <laughs> can't say I've heard of them. No, at all. can't comment on that one. That is literally the first time I've heard those words put in that sentence <laughs> in my life. Oh wow! So, okay, so there we go. Is this, is it the sort are they sort of like Slipknot then with all the shouting and that? Is it that? No, kind of no, shouting? definitely more. Re- I say more radio friendly that, you know, they, they don't really get played on the radio, but it's like, it's not, um, it's not heavy metal screaming. It's just kind of like, it is more pu- like punk shouting. Right. But like the you know idols. What I mean? They what, sorry? But like the idols. Uh, who's that? Sorry. Oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. I thought they're Neil, quite a new band. Fucking show off. <laughs> oh, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know. All right. uh, Recommend listening to them. Okay. They're quite a new band. There. Are they your number five, Neil? No, no, they're oh, no. not. Okay. They're not in there. I do enjoy their music. They're very oh. punky, a bit like Fontaine DC as well. Very oh, stop punky. it! So, these... so oh, they okay, they do get compared to Fontaine DC. So if right. you yeah, so maybe maybe they're oh, kind of falling like in that bracket with them. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Of course. Check them out. 
I was going to say Fontaine DC, but obviously. <laughs> yeah, that, was, that was my number one. You beat me to it, yeah. Go on then, Neil. What's your number five? Right, this will show the old hippie in me. It's Marillion, but the 80s when Fish was still the lead singer. Um, 1982, I had my pocket money and I'd heard the song Market Square Heroes. I bought the 12-inch because I had extra money still for my birthday and bought it and I was hooked ever since. And I still listen to the uh, the four albums religiously now i mean it could have been close to being number one but um there was some that pipped them too much um but yeah i love them very hippie very genesis orientated but what's not to love and pav does a lovely version of kaylee there you go but that's the i mean I think that's the only song i know of marillion no no <laughs> what's the other one they did um, uh incommunicado sugar mice sugar mice was the other one it's a beautiful yeah. song but yeah i'm i'm a big fan of the you know the 10 minute song that they do it's great you know is that what it's yeah. called is it no called no no i mean they've got a song called grendel which is the story of beowulf which is i believe just shy of 18 minutes long jesus christ nobody needs that in their life surely because they do <laughs> put you your flares well on might sit might in the flowers the it's almost like watching because 18 <laughs> minutes for a song yeah holy crap I told you they're hippies they take their time about things <laughs> fair play no fair play Fair play. Uh, my number five was you too, so we've already uh, covered that. Uh, so, Alice, your number four. Number four, we're going heavy again. It's System of a Down. Similar to Slipknot. Uh, mm. just really speaks to that, you know, that darker, that angrier side of me. But away from that, um, some of their lyrics, I think, are just fantastic. Obviously, they're very political. You know, they're very aware of what's going on because they're Armenian-American. You know, they they put a lot of that into their music. They've got a lot of rage about what's obviously happened to the Armenian people. Um, and I just love it. And they they've just they they give a commentary on on things, the sort of things that people go, oh, stay, you know, stay out of politics. Oh, what are singers do stay out of politics and all this, blah, blah, blah. And it's like that all their music is about getting fucking balls deep in politics and screaming about it in people's faces. Also, other ones, you know, they've got Bounce, which is obviously just about Surge going to an orgy and being the only man there and everyone wanting to have a go on his dick and stuff. So you've got more fun things like that, but all still with this heavy, manic, just battering the guitar. Um, what, yeah, absolutely that, love what's system. What's that song called? Bounce. Bounce, bounce, yeah. I'll check out the lyrics of that one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good God. one. They've got, they've got a lot one, of brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, in, in, yeah, in, you know, like the Flintstones. Yeah. <laughs> See yeah, how that so works. Good. Yeah, yeah. Are uh, either of you fans? I've seen them at Download, obviously, yeah. yeah. And I really I enjoyed it. I see as well. Yeah, I did <laughs> What year? Know, Maybe uh, we were there at the same time. Yeah. Well, it would have been from, when did I start going to download? So about 2012, I started going. Would I have seen them? 2015, yes. maybe? Oh, no, maybe that was a bit later than me. I think I see them in 2000, again, 2000. So I went like every year, sort of between 2009 and 2014, I think. Mm. So it would have been somewhere there. But I got into the one. stage where some years I was just going for the day because I thought, yeah. Christ, I've seen all those bands. I'm not paying all yeah. that money to go and see them again. I just yeah. want to see that headliner <laughs> and that lineup. So a few years I went just for the day, mm. which is all right. 70 quid. Yeah. It's not bad to see that yeah, many yeah. bands. It's good. Good. Yeah. I recommend you go to Download Path. Oh, yeah, no. Do no. it. Do uh, it. Take him with you, Alice, next time you go. Yeah. <laughs> for a second, when you asked that question then, I thought you were going to say, so have either of you been the only guy at an orgy? I thought that you were going to ask. 
Well, we can ask that, Pat. Yeah, we well, I feel, like you, I feel a, like you want to gloat about something. There'll be, well, there'll be a short, sharp answer to that one. I'll tell you that for a fact. It's just um, yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's move on. Yes. Uh, so you're number four then, Neil. Is the Beatles. It's going to shock you, Pav, but I'd imagine it's someone else's higher up. I'm telling up. you, this is going along with the bloody Ecto-1 from our... No, uh, you see, you, it's, it's, it's your own choice, isn't it? it? Is, I love the Beatles and I love them to, wrong to death, it. but I'm not a big fan of their early stuff. I find it a bit too plinkety-plonkety. I love some of the songs. Plinkety-plonk. There you go. Yeah, there there you first, go. guys. The Beatles. I you know, I, I admire I what they did. I didn't realize you were a, a, actually a music journalist. I didn't I realize am. you knew all of the. I wrote for Melody Maker. My I... column in Melody Maker was Plinkety Plonk. <laughs> Plinkety Plonk. <laughs> oh, dear. But yeah, I love the Beatles. I've, I mean, I've got all their albums on hard copies. So, you know, I must, I must like them a little bit. But I'm a huge fan of the White Album. That's the mm. one I still go back to over and over again. And obviously, um, Abbey Road Side 2 is just probably one of the best album sides ever written. Um, what's not to love? And yeah. I know somebody else has got it there at number one. I know they have. Somebody somewhere. But yeah. Do you like the Beatles, Perf? I might do. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I've, I've been a fan. And it was actually your brother that got me fully into them. I'd only had the one album, which was Abbey Road. That was the only album I had. So he got me into them and started back cataloging me right back. You know, some of it is just unlistenable, really. That early yeah, I, 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 I agree. Some of the some of the early some of the early stuff is very plinkety plonk. Mm. I will say that. Um, <laughs> but I'll, I'll 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 hold my uh, my views for a little bit later on. <laughs> uh, right, my number four. Now you're not going to have to tell me whether this is a bit of a cheat. Um, because my number four is Bruce Springsteen and the E Street Band. Oh, said I'm the band in there. Yeah, I'd now, say solo it, artist. But <laughs> if you see them live, Bruce Springsteen isn't Bruce Springsteen unless he's got that mm. band with him. Okay, there we'll is, let you have it. Pam. Yeah, he did an MTV sort of unplugged, but it was all electric back when Lucky Town and Human Touch came out, and he had a different band that was just when it was a Bruce Springsteen album. And as much as it's great watching that, you watch any any of the two and a half hour videos or three hour videos on YouTube of them live when it's the E Street Band and it's specifically the E Street Band with Clarence Clemens. Um, it is just, you feel like you're there because as a live, I don't think there's anybody that's better as a live performer than Bruce Springsteen. And again, I know he's old. He's, he's the one person and I've said in many podcasts that I don't particularly like going to live gigs. I love the sat or stood there watching the actual live concert, but all the faff of getting there and the faff of getting back and the faff of having to wait. That's why I've never got to download. Oh, it's a faff. Stand in a field to maybe watch two bands that you like. What faffing is that all about? It's just faff. It should be called Faffload, not <laughs> Glaston Faffenbury or something. God, do you imagine going to Glastonbury with I you, Pav? No, I, would, I, would, I just wouldn't bigger. do it. Unless they could, like, winch me in <laughs> and then winch me back out, that's fine. But I would gladly go and watch Bruce Springsteen and the E Street Band. I just would. They're the one people, one act, one person that I would like to go and see. Yeah. So I know it's a little bit of a cheat, but 
We'll let you that, have that, that, I yeah. think you've made a compelling argument there. Well, we'll thank you, Alice. Thank you for yeah. allowing it on our podcast. Thank you. <laughs> um, your number three, then, Alice. My number three is the red hot chili peppers. Oh. Um, huge, huge ones for me again growing up. Um, I remember listening to the song Californication for the first time and just being like, what is this magic? And then I just listened to it over and over and over again. And I used to sing it all the time as well. I remember my mate Sarah would just be like, are you singing that fucking song again? And I was <laughs> like, yeah, I'm so, I can't help it. It was just like, it just imprinted into my brain. Um, so yeah, Californication, brilliant. And then the By The Way album, mm. I think it's really, really good. And Dosed, which is track four on that, I just think is one of the most beautiful songs of all time. I absolutely love it. I love Anthony Kiedis. I've read his book like three or four times or whatever. Oh, it's so good. I I found it such compelling reading. I Mm. read it and it's like what just one of the few books because I'm I'm not much of a hoarder or whatever. And like I usually just chuck stuff out all the time. But that's one of the few books I've held on to and I have read multiple times. Even though obviously I know what's gonna happen. I just I just I just love him. I love the band. I've loved their journey as well. Obviously, everything that happened for them up until now. Stadium Arcadium even I thought mm. was a brilliant album mm. and I know not a lot of people really like that but I really enjoyed it. Um Blood yeah, Sugar brilliant. Sex Magic for me. Yeah, brilliant. I've see, seen them seen them live as well like two or three times just You going to the big tour next year? No, I'm not going next year. Stereophonics took my cash. Uh, they cuz Stereophonics which were oh god we're going to go see the Eagles as well which has obviously been like fucking cost me an arm and a leg. That's um, going to be bizarre, isn't it? Because the main members of the Eagles aren't there anymore. I know, <laughs> but it's, it's only just, the one. It's is it ju- one? It's literally because they're in Anfield, which I can walk to from my house. Well, they no, like, you I can't could walk not... to Anfield, can you, from your house? Of course I can, yeah. Look, perhaps a big Liverpool supporter. Oh, Are you? Absolutely. No, yeah, absolutely. Are you? Yeah, we stayed at a B&B, like, six or seven streets away from Anfield uh, back in August. Oh, did you? We did, yeah. Why didn't you tell me you were here? Well, because I didn't know you then, Alice. <laughs> no, no. Let, me, let me shoot back in my DeLorean. Would you please? That would be the polite thing to do. Yeah, it would um, be. But we used, yeah, we used to live in Anfield, in like literally a few streets down from the stadium. So on game day, Jesus Christ, I mean, what a palaver that is. I you want to talk imagine. about a faff, Pav? You want to talk about imagine. a faff? Try living in Anfield on game day. <laughs> um, but yeah, so, so yeah, gotta go see the Eagles. So yeah, I've already spent too much money on gigs next year. So I see Red Hot Chili Peppers tour, and I was like, I can't, I cannot justify this much money again. Well, uh, but yeah, I love it. it. Songs, is it called Snow? Is that one yeah. of the songs? I love that song. Hey, oh. yeah. yeah, I love that one. And the drumming, I love the drumming on. Fabulous drummer. Will Farrell. Yeah, Will Farrell, yeah. 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 Will <laughs> uh, Go on then, Neil, you're number three. Told you I was a hippie, Pink Floyd. They, they love... are my number two. Oh. <laughs> you see, I'm lucky, well, so was Pab. I'm lucky enough to have seen them live. Um, oh. Went to the two dates at Wembley in 1988. Never seen anything like it. I think their albums from the dark side of the moon onwards, right up to, I even love the final cut with Roger Waters. Uh, just brilliant brilliant mm. pieces of music <clears throat> and the thing that their albums especially like the wall you have to listen to it all you it's not a track by track album it's a, well obviously being a concept album it all leads into each other and just keeps going but it's such a beautiful album and then obviously roger waters left and dave gilmore carried on and we had the momentary lapse of reason and division <laughs> bell both great albums different to what they've been doing before but very catchy songs yeah, the Pink Floyd all day. Love them. Have you watched The Wizard of Oz whilst listening to The Dark Side of the Moon? I've seen videos about it. 
Yeah, but no, I haven't done it. Have you? Yeah, I did do it one time. And it's like, it's pretty like vague, like the way it matches up, like certain shots will change on the beat and stuff. And some of the stuff that they're talking about um, in the songs does match up with the action on the screen. But I, I mean, I'm assuming it is just a coincidence. I don't know. There's like a lot of theories around. I was going to say, could you not do that? Have you tried that with another album and another film? Well, exactly. You know, is it a bit like Nostradamus <laughs> and his like predictions, you know, where it's so sort of vague that you think, oh, right. Yeah, we could make that out of that. Yeah. It apparently is. It's a bit like the, isn't it, the Judas Priest album where you play it? No, Twisted Sister, where you play it backwards and you get summon the devil and all that shite. Yeah. <laughs> and you can't hear a bloody thing. But I love Pink Floyd. I love I, Pink Floyd so much. We've seen, obviously, didn't see the real thing, but we, me and my dad started to go and see the Australian Pink Floyd mm-hmm. back when I was about 14, I think. So like early ish 2000s. And then we'd, we, we would go, not every year, but we'd go pretty often. Like every time they were at a venue near us, we'd always go. And then we went to go and see him. They were in Liverpool Empire, Australian Pink Floyd, went to go and see him. And it was like the show had just kind of lost some of the magic or whatever. And I remember turning to my dad and I was like, this isn't as good as it usually is. And he was like, I know. It's like, we couldn't figure out what the hell was going on. And then we were literally just sat at home one night. Like I was on my laptop or whatever. He was watching the telly and I'd see an ad uh, for tickets to go and see Brit Floyd, a different Pink Floyd uh, cover band. So I was like, a uh, tribute band, sorry. So I was like, okay, this is interesting. So did a deep dive on them. And it turned out the main guy, the front man of Brit Floyd was the ex-guitarist of the Australian Pink Floyd. He'd had a bust up with them. He'd left to go and form Brit Floyd. So we were like, oh, maybe that's why the Australian Pink Floyd suck now because this guy has left. So we went to go and see Brit Floyd in the Liverpool Echo as it was then. And it was absolutely amazing. And we were like, oh, he's the guy. He's the one who brings the magic. He's got the voice. He's got the guitar skills. So that's the closest, obviously, I know I'm ever going to get. But that will do because they are phenomenal. I went to see Roger Waters a couple of years ago um, in Birmingham. And a phenomenal stage show. The sound was amazing. So I can let you, that was the Us and Them tour. But he's got another one where he's a tour next year in America. And then he's the UK, the 2023. So there you go. Put does he do diary. what does yeah. he play though does he do like pretty the- much 75 percent of pink floyd so okay. he did he does all dark side of the moon okay he even did a track off of the final cut um okay. on that tour and then he does a few of his solo stuff which aren't bad singles at all but it's, it's a complete spectacle and show if you go and see him yeah. it really oh, is amazing. the fact that they did that famous prism from um the dark side of the moon live in the arena with lasers was just mm. phenomenal mm. But yeah, highly recommend going to see him. Have you seen Have you seen the film The Wall? Many times. Yeah, I yeah. love it. I was obsessed with that for a little bit. I must have watched it like every day for about two months or something. Just <laughs> love it. Just dark and twisted, but musical and haunting and all. Oh, oh. Yeah, love it so much. And they're doing a 4K version of that. Oh, so. what there a treat! Mm. That's the content I want to see. Go and see it on the IMAX. Yeah, <laughs> Pav. Pink Floyd fan? Mm, yeah. Anyway. <laughs> my number three. Moving on. <laughs> I saw them live at the, it was a Nordoff Robbins Silver Clef thing at Nebworth, where it was like Tears for Fears, Phil Collins, Genesis, Elton John, Paul McCartney. Wow. And I think, and they, they finished the night off. And I didn't know, I obviously knew another brick in the wall. 
and I knew they did this amazing like light show. So I can remember standing there thinking and with literally with my arms folded right going well come on then impress me come on <laughs> and after like two songs it was like yeah okay you just didn't feel it no just didn't just feel didn't it feel at it. all you know and i think it might have it didn't help because i think i got smacked straight in the eye with a laser at least you haven't got cataracts anymore because i'm fuck you pink floyd <laughs> you're just supposed <laughs> to impress me and you nearly made me blind i would highly recommend putting headphones on and listening to the wall in a okay. whole sitting, I really finish. would. Okay, yeah. all right. We, what while watching? No, no. On yeah, its own, Smokey something. and the Bandit or something. <laughs> yeah, no, no. Don't watch See the film. No. Okay. All right. And my number three was the one that I couldn't believe I hadn't put on my list. Um, Abba. I had right. to put Abba on my list because, as a child again in the seventies, they were the greatest band ever in regards to, again, I'm going with singles. You look at the, some of their singles that they had just in 1977 when they had Knowing Me, Knowing You, Name of the Game, um, Take a Chance on they Me. They have when, got like, some bangers, oh to be my fair, God. haven't they? And, and, I, and I've never been a fan of uh, Mamma Mia, the film. Um, but as I can remember Mark Kermode when he gave his review of the film, was like, it doesn't matter what Piers Brosnan does to the songs the songs are indestructible they are so strong mm. as um as written songs that there's nothing that people can do to them to destroy the songs and when and obviously because they're sort of back in vogue now because they're, they're sort of back if you like listening back to some of their songs and again they are just timeless there are so i mean it's like i don't think i could i could go the rest of my life without hearing bohemian rhapsody again mm. you know i think i've heard it so many times yeah, if I hear if I hear uh, knowing me, knowing you, or the name of the game, and I've said this before on other shows that we've done, I can literally smell football boot dubbing because it takes me back to 1977. It is a weird experience because it takes me back, and I feel exactly like I felt in 1977, which is both exhilarating and sad at the same time because you realise, oh my god, I'm not eight anymore. Um, <laughs> So yeah, I I I honestly don't know why I didn't put Abba straight away as in my top ten. Mm. But uh, do you, are you a fan of the new stuff? Have you heard? I've the listened new to singer? a couple of the, couple of them. What a couple of them sound like they're Abba tribute bands. Yeah, and a couple I, I thought actually that doesn't sound. One of them was really dreary. Um, the one with the video ends with their holograms. Dancing. Oh, I don't. I I don't know. I, I don't, oh my I'm god! Enough to know what the songs are, but I know there's a yeah. couple. Of they sound interesting. Would you go and see them live now? They're do they're no, announcing a tour soon. Too much aren't they? faff. Too much faffing. <laughs> yeah, but faff. with their no, you aren't even you. seeing them, are you? You're just no, seeing you're their seeing... holograms. Yeah, yeah. What's the point? Watch it on telly. They're not avatars. They're abatars. Abba, <laughs> Abba, yeah. You nearly said abattoir. <laughs> I did nearly say that. Yeah. Uh, right, Alice. You had number two is Pink Floyd. Neil, you're number two. Eels. <laughs> that's all i'm gonna say now okay. i'm a huge fan when they dropped in the 90s um with the uh, um nova came for the soul um single and then beautiful freak album i was hooked it's the band i've seen live the most it's not for everyone i understand that um i just love everything it, all of the is output um, i've got it all and i'm off to see them again in march and that'll be about my 20th time wow. so a bit like you alice i'm, I'm hooked 
And I don't expect anyone else to get it either. Do they have a song called Mystery's Beautiful Blues? They did, which was from the film Road Trip. Road Trip, yeah. yeah, I do love that song. Yeah, and obviously they did um, My um, Beloved Monster, which was on Shrek. They did another one on Shrek, which was um, I Can't Sleep. Um, a lot of their songs have been used in movies yeah. and they used one recently when TV series I've just watched Brassic they used the It's a Motherfucker song which he played at the um, Jerry whatchamacallit when he died who, who, oh, what was his name um, not Seinfeld the other one oh, Seinfeld's still oh anyway moving on I can't remember his name <laughs> but he sang it live for them It's a Motherfucker one of the most beautiful songs I think ever written I quite fancy that at my funeral no, it's a no. motherfucker. Mm. Yeah, have okay, a listen. It's a great song. Yeah, it will do. If you're calling it but, one of the most beautiful songs ever, I'm yeah, <laughs> it's just him and a piano. It's beautiful, absolutely beautiful. But they their songs are they do a lot of ballads. Well, not ballads. I would say sad songs, and then they do a lot of like Mr. E's beautiful blues and all that. And they are so much fun live. They really are. They change their songs for the night, if you know what I mean. So you'll you'll know, you'll think, well, I know that song. And then it's completely different. They're either doing it a lot heavier or they've stripped it right back. Fantastic live band. Okay. Yeah, I think I'm one of those ones that only knows the hits, but only Mm. knows them if I hear them. Yeah. Tell me what the title is. And I thought, I don't know. But then it's a bit like, say, Crowded House. You don't know a lot of their songs until you hear them. You go, I know that one. Oh, I know Mm. that one. Oh, I know that one. Okay. Uh, My number two is very close to your number two, Neil. You had the eels. Mine is the eagles ah. <laughs> so, um it has to be because again when i was a kid on every sunday the albums that, that my mum and dad would put on would be chic and the eagles and i just learned to just i just fell in love with everything that the eagles have done um the, is it long road out of eden which was the album from the i think the early 2000s maybe Sure. Which, which took them like five years to make or something and it's got some amazing songs on it but like early classic eagles for me so you said that you were going to go and see them alice yeah, is that yeah, because you're a fan kids. of them or i'm a fan so it was my so my dad started messaging me just going like oh you know the eagles are in liverpool next year and i was like all right dad and i didn't hear anything and then i get an email from him with all the ticket details and the uh, details. And he was like, hey, look, Alice, the Eagles are Liverpool. And I was like, all right, Dad. And then he messaged me again over WhatsApp. And I was like, listen, Dad, if you want me to buy your tickets, go and see the Eagles for Christmas, just tell me because I'll do it and yeah. we can go together. Yeah. He was like, no, I wouldn't ask you. No, Alice, I couldn't ask you. I couldn't ask you. So I was just like, fuck this, bought the tickets. Like, listen, we're going to see the Eagles, Anfield. This uh, Is it in June, I think? And, it was like, and he was like, yes. And I was like, yeah, obviously <laughs> that's what you wanted. Um, but yeah, we, we, my dad has had like a huge kind of part to play in my music taste. Like a lot of what he was listening to when we were kids, I now listen to. And yeah, the Eagles was one of them. And like, we've been to see, is it the Illegal Eagles? Right. Tribute band. We've, yeah, been yeah. To see we've been to see a lot of tribute bands together. Um, But yeah, so then obviously the real deal sort of was coming along. So we were like, right, gotta go. Mm. Take it to the limit again. One of the greatest songs Beautiful. ever, ever written and, and sung. Um, Yeah. I, I, they they charge so much for oh it's for, insane yeah over over two hundred quid for us both to go that's crazy yeah absolutely crazy merry Christmas dad I hope yeah. you're listening yeah. enjoy <laughs> but I I have I have seen like videos because it's Glenn 
Is it Frey or Glenn Frey? What, how, I don't know how you say it, but the one oh, that passed away. Frey. Is it yeah. Frey? Hasn't Don, Don Henley's died as well, hasn't no, he? No, he hasn't, no. It's just Glenn Frey. Glenn was Frey it? died and um, his son now takes over. As, as right. well, I don't know whether he has for the new tour, but he had taken over for the last tour that they did. Um, and again, sounded just like his dad, a bit like George Harrison's son that just mm. sounds exactly like him. It is spooky. Uh, right, that's our 10 to 2. So, Alice, do you want to give us your rundown from 10 to 2? Okay, Alice's top 10 bands of all time from 10 to 2. At number 10, it's Incubus. At number 9, it's Stereophonics. At number 8, it's Vast. At number 7, it's Blink-182. At number 6, it's Slipknot. Number 5, it's Sports Team. Number 4, System of a Down. Number 3, Red Hot Chili Peppers. And number 2, Pink Floyd. Oh, you've given me so much work for the YouTube video because I always put a picture up when people are doing that. Now, it's going to just go... Do you want to do it slower? It's fine because that'll be that'd be fun that'd be fun it just means i gotta widen everything out on the uh on the uh editing thing anyway neil (laughs) right so number 10 dog thanks for all the work you've given (laughs) me this this episode so So number 10 you two number nine the who number eight rem number seven nirvana number six fleetwood mac number five meridian number four the beatles number three pink floyd number two eels Wonderful. Mine is number 10, Fleetwood Mac. Number nine, Wings. Number eight, Frankie Goes to Hollywood. Seven, Madness. Six, Oasis. Five, U2. Four, Bruce Springsteen and the E Street Band. Three, ABBA. And two, The Eagles. So, Alice, what is your number one band? My number one band is the greatest band of all time that have ever existed, that will ever exist. It's The Doors. Ooh, well... Oh, oh, go on, Neil. What no, no, that? no, I'm what all right. What was that look of disapproval I just, there? I don't know. Yeah. I, I've, I've got a few of their albums and I've read a few of Jim Morrison stuff. I found him a little bit pretentious, to be honest. Of course, he was a poet. He was a well, poet was in LA, of course. He, he was the Lizard King. But no, these, the there's King. some great tracks, isn't there? I love it. I love all their albums, everything they've done. I just, it just speaks to me. I love it. And I can always come back to it and it still sounds amazing. Like I could go maybe two or three years without listening to the Batal and then come back to it. And I'm like, fucking hell, this still sounds as good as the first time I heard it. Um, Strange Days, Waiting for the Sun, LA Woman, The Doors. Like, I mean, that's pretty much all their albums, but they're all amazing. Uh, Song-wise, song-wise it's hard as well because they've got just some absolute tunes but strange days is one that i've just always found just Mm. i don't know just really speaks to me and touch me as well i just love them i love the music obviously like like nirvana like just so short-lived obviously Mm. very sad what did happen to jim in the end um and it's just like it just catches that very brief moment in time where it was just like Mm. bam album 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 and then that was it and such a like quite a long time before i was born as well but just something about it i just Mm. yeah I absolutely love them. But they were a fan of a long song as well, weren't they? I mean, Indeed. the end, how long does that go on for? Probably about, about two years. 13 minutes, I think. Right. Or maybe there might be a longer version. But yeah. yeah. And Riders on the Storm, that's a long song as well, yeah. if I remember rightly. But that's yeah, a great yeah. song, Riders on the Storm. I do like yeah. that one. Beautiful. Beautiful. Just so yeah. many beautiful touches to their songs, I think. And obviously mm. Ray Manzarek is incredible on the keyboards as well. Yeah. Um, and my cousin, luckily, got to see them when Ian Asprey was took over from Jim Morrison and they did that oh, short yeah. tour and they were at the O2 and he did say they were phenomenally good. Really, yeah. So. Okay then, Neil, you're number one. Pearl Jam. I'm <gasps> a huge awesome. Pearl Jam fan. Awesome. Uh, let's see. How do I get that? 
There you go. Twist it round, sick. Pearl Jam, there we are. <laughs> Absolutely love Eddie Vedder's voice. I love their music. I think they did probably the best debut album ever. I don't think it's ever been top personally. Um, every track's a hit. Um, and I've been trying to see them live for about 25 years and everything's got in the way. And then I got the tickets for the Hyde Park two years ago and our wonderful friend Mr Covid came along and stopped it so fingers crossed I will finally get to see him next year so um yeah I'm I'm yeah I'm going to be indisposed in July at the beginning of July and just creaming my knickers I think yeah. <laughs> I love Pearl Jam they nearly made it onto my list they were yeah. one as well they just got picked to the post but yeah Garden is just one of the most incredible yeah. songs I think ever yeah. I mean um Phytology I think is their greatest album myself um but yeah just beautiful songs heavy songs if you want them every album's great every uh, i mean their latest one the the single i thought was phenomenal it was a change for them that dance with clairvoyance i thought sounded a bit different for them i'm just looking forward to seeing them live and i just appreciate everything they've ever done excellent choice excellent number one yeah okay <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. That's, what I mean. that's what i Not mean is those sort of those sort of uh, the bands i just i i've i i did i spent an afternoon at work listening to bands like radiohead pearl jam and i i just it just couldn't it didn't penetrate, penetrate me it didn't no yeah. and i don't know why I, okay. I, I know that i'm a i'm a lazy listener i am because i would just listen to the same things over and over again instead of listening to new stuff um my number one is the Beatles. <laughs> as predictable as anything. Um, and, and again, there's nothing else that can't be, that's already been said. The only thing I will say is I'm really looking forward to the, uh, the Get Back documentary that's going to be on Disney Plus in two weeks' time, I think it is. I think it starts two weeks' time. Does it two um, weeks, is it? I think it's, I mean... Yeah, I think it's, I think it's, I think it's on the night of our live show as we record this. Right. Um, which is going to be a bit of a pisser, but there mm. you go. Um, but yeah, I'm not going to say anything about the Beatles because there's nothing that hasn't already been said about the Beatles. So um, I'm we just, can ask just... you your favorite album. My favorite album, I think, is Abbey Road. Right. Closely followed by um, the White Album and then Sergeant Pepper. But but I, I agree with you. The early stuff it is like 50 50 with Plinkety Plonk mm. or whatever you called it. Um, but you can't. You just you the longevity of the songs, the songs are 60 years old, mm. you know, and, and people still love them as much as they did. I would have I, I would have loved to have gone back to a day when the Beatles album was being released. Yeah. You know what I mean, in the 60s, just that excitement of what it must have been like to have mm. got your copy of Sgt. Pepper, take it home and have it completely blow your mind, which I'm sure you guys have had with albums here. I don't get excited like that about music as i used to i think the last album that i actually took home and listened to was be here now it was the last album that i actually turned the tv off listened to the album stopped and then listened to it again mm. um so yeah i don't i don't have that i love music i do but it's not it's it's songs i like i think not actual artists, albums you know I'll, I'll listen to a specific song from anybody and if i like the mm. song you know hell Taylor Swift, that folklore album is amazing. 
It's an amazing album. And I <laughs> hate Taylor Swift. But the more and more I listen to a couple of bits of Taylor Swift, I think, oh, said to my daughter, is this a Taylor Swift song? She went, yeah. I went, oh, shit, I like that song as well. <laughs> it doesn't matter who it is. It just, it's, you know. Quality um, is quality, isn't it? Quality is quality, you, exactly. But there is no point... wrong answer, is there? No. There's, no there is point. no wrong answer. Yeah. No, no. Um, so, can you, sorry, Pav, can you pinpoint a favourite Beatles song? favorite Beatles song yeah I mean it's going to be one of the it's going to be your hey Jude or let it be um Blackbird I think is beautiful Blackboard. see I've just seen a face is what is one that what I learned on the guitar because it's a very mm. simple same chords as like stand by me and stuff it's just the same four chords over and over again but that was watching Wings live I think it was because he did I've just seen a face and then Picasso's last words I think as a little medley and right. I thought, oh my God, what song is that? And then realized it was a, a Beatles song from one of the early, I think it's Hard Day's Night, I think it's on. Um, but yeah, I'm, yeah. So I'm very boring, I'm afraid. Oh, but, no, but, you but, just know what you like and that's, that's fine. Exactly, exactly. Are you so, going to let me do my special mentions yes, before we finish? Yes, mentions. Yeah. These out. I'll do it Go very, very quickly because I know it defeats the point of the whole thing. <gasps> so special mentions, you did make it into the list. Stone Roses, Nirvana, Pearl Jam, Alice in Chains, Arctic Monkeys, R.E.M., Paramore, Flute and Bat, Metallica, Blossoms, Catfish in the Bottom, and Goo Goo Dolls, ACDC, Fall Out Boy, London Grammar, and The Lonely Island. Jesus wow, there's Christ. a few that didn't make my list. It's on yours, ACDC <laughs> being one and things like that. But they yeah yeah so we got i nearly put the sex pistols i was very very but they only had one yeah. album didn't they really yeah <laughs> yeah so we have got a few more honorable mentions here i'll whiz through these Stu grant had guns and roses alice in chains cake uh credence clearwater revival pearl jam the animals sign garden texas sleeper and radiohead texas, yeah. yeah laura gollop said the lumineers mumford and sons coldplay oasis bears den Never heard of them. Guns and Roses, Snow Patrol, The Script, The Fray, and Scouting for Girls. Uh, our friend Ross Carpenter said Muse, Snow Patrol, The Streets, Blondie, The Cardigans, Queen, Oasis, The Killers, The Beatles, and his favourite band, the John Lennon Plastic Ono Band. <laughs> so there you go. Controversial at the start, uh, uh, at the end there. Uh, so there you go. That's it. Neil, do you want to give us the uh, rundown of how to... Um, all, you know, all that gubbins. Stuff. All the gubbins, all, all of the course fat. I can. You fat. can find us on all the social media at Top 10 Pods. You can email us at top10pods at hotmail.com. Come and support us at uh, patreon.com forward slash top 10 pods where you can get rewards such as our episodes super early, bonus episodes behind the scenes, and you can even be a guest. Check out all the links via Linktree. You can find the link in the show notes. So please do come and subscribe. Leave us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts and subscribe and follow on Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever the hell you get your podcast from. Indeed. And also, don't forget to check out uh, Just Films and That with Josh and Alice. So um, as we're recording this, what episodes have you got coming up? Oh, what have we got coming up? What have we got coming up? What can I give away? Or oh, I'll give you a little teaser. We might be doing Kevin and Perry Go Large. Oh, might nice. be on the way. Nice, uh, nice. We've had you two lovely gentlemen who joined us for Swiss Army Man, mm -hmm. which was another good one. What else have we got? We might have... Oh, we're, we're trying to think of our festive one, trying to think of our Christmas one for our Christmas special. Um. What else have we got? My mind has gone totally blank. <laughs> <laughs> you write about these films. 
No, my mind's well, gone blank. Just, or we'll, <laughs> just we'll put, listen. We'll put just the link listen, to the podcast, guys. indeed. We'll put the link to the podcast in the show notes. <laughs> so just go and subscribe to that and go and listen to the episodes and and, and it'll be a, a surprise for you. I mean, it's a surprise for the go. listener. So there you go. Alice, thank you so much for joining us. Yes, it's been awesome. Thank you, Alice. <laughs> thank you both awesome. so much. It's This has been so much fun. It was so difficult, but I do love banging on about all the bands that I love. So it's mm. been an absolute pleasure. Thank you so much. And please do invite me back. I know I was a pain this time with certain no, things, but no. please do invite me back. <laughs> no, no, we will have oh, you will. in the new year. We will definitely have you back for, uh, we'll, we'll just think of another fun one to do. Absolutely. Top 10 Pink Floyd songs, right? That's oh, really no, yeah, well. all over that. <laughs> Another brick in the wall 10 times. Ten times. Well, you can have part one and part two and part three. There is three parts. Oh, Jesus Christ. See, that just sounds like faff. That's all it faff. is. <laughs> Plinkety plonk faff. Anyway, Alice, thank you so much. Thank you. Uh, Neil, thank you so much. Thank you, sir. Well done. And let's start the countdown. 10, 